Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, dear listener. We're interrupting your regular podcast with an invitation. Yep, you're invited to join us at the Tipsy Exchange, where your hosts get tipsy and exchange ideas on a specific topic. Pop culture, true crime, unexplained phenomena. Nothing's off limits on the Tipsy Exchange. So grab a drink and visit thetipsyexchange.com to find the show on Apple, Spotify, or whatever is your favorite podcast app. I'm Burley. I'm L.A. Now back to the show. Engage Intro Voice. Hello again, Murthers. How have you been since last we growled? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. How is your Aunt Helga? She did. How did she manage that? With determination and 47 spoons. That will do it. How long was she meant to be in for? Oh, yeah, I see. And now she's on the loose. Um, hello, my friends. And welcome to Mirths and Monsters. Now, Aunt Helga free. I hope. Yowzers. Anyway, where were we? Ah, yes. We had been learning about the fascinating, if a little terrifying-sounding Wendigo, and we're going to be taking a journey to try and speak to one. Or run away from one. Or have or be lunch with one. So, let's get to preparing the cryptocycle. There are certain basic things we need to do after every trip on the cryptocycle especially if it involves travelling through time or interacting with other beings. We need to complete diagnostics on the engine, the general mechanics, and, of course, the hoobity-boing. It's the hoobity-boing that makes the time travel bit possible, along with the magic of the amazing and powerful Ansansi. But hoobity-boing is so much fun to say. Once all that's done, we have to give a deep clean. Can't be having the machine whiffing of a yeti, for example, when going to investigate another beastie. Two reasons. It can set us off on a bad foot when the new creature can smell what could be a threat, and that won't work well for us. Secondly, as lovely as they are, and they really, really are, yetis, as a totally random example, Don't half honk. Oh boy. There isn't enough tree-shaped air fresheners in the world to keep that funk out. 
We do all that for the upcoming trip. And then, finally, it's time to stop for lunch. Me and the furry crew, Jamie and our da, all tuck into some grub as Jamie talks about their ongoing project. Still won't tell me what it is. Just gives really confusing clues, like, It's out of this world. This will rocket me to adventure. Or... We're building technology that will enable you to convert the cryptocycle into a machine that will be able to take you to the moon and beyond. What can she mean? Okay, the last one was a lot easier to figure out, and I will keep you updated. She really is very clever, that one. After lunch, we go back to preparing the cryptocycle. Pack our essentials, torches, sandwiches, Fizzy pop plenty and water. Physical maps. We need the physical maps so we can all feel a bit like Indiana Jones in the first three films and or pirates searching for treasure. Then finally, emergency sandwiches and hats. Once all that is loaded on, then we are good to go. So, my Mirtha friends, are you ready? You are? Excellent. Here we go! We've arrived. Oh, blimey, it's dark. I really should start thinking about arriving in the daytime. Or maybe I should finally figure out time zones. Either way... Instantly spooky. And not just because we're in Canada. We're in Ontario, up in Canada land. The year is 1832. And we're very near the Magigwes Lake. Just as a quick aside, I have looked up different places to find the correct way to say the name of the lake, and there were a few. So... As to not offend anyone specifically, I'll offend everyone by shortening it to Maggie Lake. However, it's not so much the lake that will be the bigger part of this journey, but the forest where the cave of the Wendigo was meant to dwell. Maybe later, we can have a bit of a dip or do a spot of water skiing on Maggie Lake, but for now, we're going to try and find ourselves a Wendigo. Have a bit of a chat and some cake. And try not to get eaten and stuff. Furry crew, ten hut. Oh, puny mortal. Sweet puny mortal. Yeah, I know. Furry crew, loosely gather around in a lazy circle. That's more like it. Right, you lot. We have our usual plan. Bobby... Cass, keep to the shadows. Cute little ears perked up for anything unusual or wendigo. Finn, keep with me, wee man. Use that powerful sniff nozzle of yours for advance warnings. Ray. Yes, puny mortal? Try not to kill the wendigo before we can have a chat. I promise nothing, puny mortal. Uh, At least you're consistent. Right, my family. Much like me and my way of getting out of bed in the morning. Let's roll. Obviously, the furry crew have no issues with seeing in the dark. Me, however, 
who needs prescribed eye windows to see the telly, I need my night vision goggles. I click them down into place, and away we saunter, in search of the cave of the Wendigo. We make our way steadily through the forest, Bobby and Cass once again to the flanks, checking out the area, listening intently for anything out of the ordinary, which, in our line of adventures, is a lot, but it's cat's ears. They hear everything. It then just depends on if they want to acknowledge you or not. Finn trots beside me on high alert, and Ray... Well, Ray's strolling along as if she's on a beach promenade, watching pigeons cower in fear. So no change there. As we make our way onwards, there's something that stands out to me, and that's how much quieter things are getting the deeper in we go. I know that sounds like it should be normal. The trees are closer together, more greenery in general that muffles sounds, but I mean overall, from up above as well. The chatter of birds has tweeted almost to nothing. The chirrup of insects I now can't hear at all. It's like they don't want to be here. Oh, bother. Finn, Ray, I believe we're getting closer. Keep near, keep eyes open and keep your ears peeled. It's oh so quiet. And it's oh so still. I have a feeling we're not all alone. In a flash, Bobby and Castiel are by our sides. Bobby points direction-wise to 10pm, puts her paw to her wee mouth and almost imperceptibly says, Shh, shh. We hunker down. Everything is silent. Unimatter! What is it, Ray? I turn to look down at her, and for the first time, I see that she's actually scared. That wasn't me, puny mortal. Unimatter! This time, it's more obvious that this is from further ahead. All right. That'll be the mimicry of the Wendigo, then. Well, that's just great. Unimatter! Once more, Ray, who isn't Ray, calls out. But this time, from behind us. Ah, yes. The super-fast speed of the Wendigo. How thoroughly delightful. Murthers, we have one trick up our sleeves, and I really hope that it pays off. crew, stay down. I'm going to go ahead with Operation... Hey... What's the worst that can happen? I stand up and face forward. I have no idea where the Wendigo is, so I figure looking forward is as good a start as any. Here goes nothing. Hello there. My name is CK, and I come in peace. Oh, puny mortal. More cheese with your greeting? I don't need to look down to know that that was said by my Ray. Oh, 
Oh, blimey. I can see it. Eee, it's quick. Okay, get prepared, you lot. We're safe, remember? The Wendigo speeds towards us. Obviously not full speed, but not exactly jogging. I roll up my sleeves and expose my forearms. As in the lower part of my arms. I don't have forearms. I only have two. I'm rambling. I hold up my arms and the Wendigo gets closer and closer and then... Stopped right in front of me. It's seen the symbols on my arms. The Anasanzi symbols. One of the very few things that are meant to protect you from Wendigos. I see you got the old Anasanzi symbols there. It takes me a second to let the conversational tone sink in. Uh, yeah. Figured it couldn't hurt to try them. You know, just in case. Oh, yeah, totally fair, totally fair. They don't do nothing, though. They don't? Ah, heck no. Other folks have tried them, but it's just a myth. Kind of funny, really. Not to them, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, what's next? You maybe give us a half-hour head start? What? Oh, no, not at all. Let's go up to my cave there and have some of that cake you were talking about. Oh, you've been following us all since the start, then? Oh, yeah, you betcha. Follow me. Let's saunter. Okay, folks, I need to tell you two things. One... I've got no idea where this Wendigo's accent is from. And two, the Wendigo's idea of a saunter is power walking to this puny mortal. My hobbit-esque leggies are going a mile a minute to keep up. The furry crew obviously are fine. Bobby and Cass are bedoinging along. Finn is never happier than when he's tootling through new places. And Ray, well, to be fair to Ray, she is the smallest of us all. And as nimble as she is... Sometimes she needs just a little bit of help. So Finn allows her to saddle up on him so she doesn't get left behind. And if you listen closely, you can sometimes hear her say, Yee-haw, mighty canine! The path we're taking. Path might be pushing it slightly. We are still in a forest after all. It's getting denser and denser, and even old speedy Wendigo is slowing down. Oh, Wait, Wendy's actually stopped. Haven't had anyone in the cave for a while. Probably gonna look a bit messy, but you know. Oh, don't worry about it. This is not the way I was expecting this trip to go, so anything is fine. He thought you were gonna eat us all. The Wendigo stared at me, and I couldn't quite catch his yellow eyes. Ah, ya hoser. That's fair enough to think. We do have a bit of a reputation. Come on. It's just over here. We followed once more, with me feeling somewhat relieved, but also pretty shamefaced for prejudging. Live and learn, eh? While I was lost in my thoughts, 
took me a second to realise that while I thought it was quiet before, it didn't have anything on where we are now. Nothing. No noise. Silence. Then I saw it. The mouth of the cave. And I got a tad nervous again. In my defence, it was due to the massive pile of bones there. The furry crew were already heading into the cave, carefree. The Wendigo looked back at me and said, Ah, don't worry about these. I find these in the woods when older animals have passed. Helps keep up that aura of fear, eh? That makes sense. I followed them into the cave. Oh, it's cosy in here. Love what you've done with the place. Hey, thanks. Now, where's that cake? My lovely Marthers, we're going to hang out with the Wendigo, have a bit of a chat and, of course, some cake. And I'll be sure to share it all with you in the next cryptid log next week. Till next time, my friends. Slantia, your good health. Okie dokie, folkies. First thing I need to do is to give a shout out to our newest patron, and that is Kimberly Fox. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining. It's very much appreciated. So, just got to mention other couple of shows that I'm doing now. Infernal Souls is back, and that's being released every fortnight. Also, me and my friend Suzanne St. John are now doing a true crime podcast, true crime history podcast, called CK's Killing It, True Crime and History. Also coming out every two weeks, we cover cases that are pre-1960, throw in some history to give you a feeling of what it was like at the time. If you'd like to support the show, you can find me on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Mirths and Monsters. All sorts of great rewards, stickers, merch, bedtime stories. You can make requests as well if you wish. If you fancy doing a one-off donation for a bottle of Pepsi Max, say, you can find me on my coffee account, KOFI. I think that's how you say it. If you'd like to order your very own Mirths merch, you can find the shop at mirthsandmonsters.threadless.com. The puny mortal hoodies have been quite popular lately. If you'd like to reach out and contact me, you can find me on Instagram at mirths73. You can email me at mirthsandmonsters at yahoo.com or you can pop over to Facebook, Mirths and Monsters Facebook group, aka Finn's Fan Club, which is basically the best place on the internet. Safe, comfortable, can be yourself, lots of pet pictures, lots of funny cartoons, and it's just really nice and enjoyable. Everything will be in the link tree though, so you just need to click on that and it'll take you to wherever you need to go. That's everything for just now, my lovely Mirthers. Till we speak again, take care of yourselves. Daddy Flink.